This is the Green Student Ministries Middle Screen Podcast of the Chapel. We are committed to our students being known knowing Jesus. Feel free to contact us at GSM. We hope this podcast serves to encourage, follow challenge, and to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. This thanks for listening is Green Student Ministries. All right. Good morning, everyone. Um, so I was thinking this week. Um, how soon our Camp Carl week is. It's just like a couple weeks away. Um, Who is going to be joining us at Camp Carl? (gasps) So many of you. I am so excited. I think it's going to be so much fun. Um, So I used to work at Camp Carl once, long ago, uh, a smaller Betsy, probably like five or six years ago. I think I was a camp counselor. I think so. I can't really remember. For one, one summer, a one-hit wonder, one time only, um, never again, one time. <laughs> so one of the things at Camp Carl that you kind of pick up that we'll probably also see when we're out there is whenever we're, like, going to our next activity or, like, we just have some free time, counselors always break out into these songs, especially when we're traveling. Like, we're moving on from, like, the ropes course to the lake. You see lots of cabins and counselors just marching along and singing these songs. So I think to kind of warm us up this morning, I'm going to have us all do a repeat after me song. This, so here's what I need. Here's what I need. There is a reason why I'm not given a mic to sing, but you guys are going to have to hear my voice sing it. That's true, but not to sing, not for worship. So it doesn't matter. Jesus likes any kind of voice, even if it's a little pitchy. So thank goodness. <laughs> so what I need from you is it's a repeat after me song. So I'm going to sing a line and then you guys are going to peep. Okay. It's very, very simple. All right. Ready? There was a great big moose. He liked to drink a lot of juice. There was a great big moose. He liked to drink a lot of juice. Singing oh way oh. Wayo, 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 wayo. Wayo, wayo. Wayo, 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 wayo. The moose's name was Fred. He liked to drink his juice in bed. The moose's name was Fred. He liked to drink his juice in bed. Singing, oh, wayo. Way oh 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 That's it. Wow, I know you guys like I didn't know I was getting a show this morning. But so the whole reason why we would sing these songs when we were traveling is one to get us like kind of in the mood, kind of like excited about what's about to happen. And that was the big reason whenever I was leading a cabin, I wanted everyone to get excited about the next thing that was coming. So singing these songs were the best way that I thought to get everyone moving, everyone excited, everyone ready for the next big thing. So this morning, we're going to be looking at a psalm that they actually used, the Israelites will use to sing this song while they were traveling to get excited about the next thing that is to come. So if you have your Bibles, open up to Psalm 121. 
And if you were in service this morning, this is actually a psalm that Adam read from the front as we were praying. Um, So it's Psalm 121. And before we even dive into this psalm, I want to explain a little bit of what this psalm's category is. So this psalm is in a category called a song of ascent. So what's important for us this morning to know about this is kind of like I said before, the Israelites would use some psalms to sing while they were traveling or while they were journeying, or maybe even you've heard of the word pilgrimage, when they were going to Jerusalem. So the people would go on these journeys as they're walking, they're singing these songs, um, looking to the mountains, looking to what's to come to go to Jerusalem. And on their way to Jerusalem, they were just excited about what they're about to experience and encounter. On their way, knowing that the destination was Jerusalem, they were going to maybe celebrate in festivals, to celebrate along other Israelites, to celebrate God and to worship him. So they were very excited on these journeys. But also, it's important to note that on these pilgrimages or these journeys, these travel times, um, it was typically very dangerous I don't know if any of you have ever hiked or traveled in the wilderness before, but there can be a lot of different dangerous factors going into it. And so these Israelites would face certain uh, dangers on the road, like robbers or maybe big animals or even just nature itself caused a threat on these journeys. Yet they would sing this psalm, Psalm 121, to give them courage and peace. And this psalm is all about God being our help and our keeper. So they would sing this song to seek out comfort and strength when the journey was getting hard and when they wanted to remind themselves to shift their perspective from the present and look to what they're going to have a different perspective. A lot of times in the big room, they they describe it as this eternal perspective of thinking about what is to come, not just the present difficulties, but what is to come, the hope that we can have later on. So this psalm is all about God being our help, our helper, our keeper. And so the beginning part of this psalm is just declaring that. It's declaring that their help comes from the Lord. So hopefully by now you've flipped over to Psalm 121, and we're just going to read the first two verses. And it says, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. We see at the beginning of this psalm, they're saying, I lift up my eyes. And a lot of times when we see that in scripture, it's just to look upward, to look to God in those moments. And so they're looking to these mountains. And the mountains would be the direction that they're going to go to Jerusalem to go celebrate and to be in God's presence. So when times were getting hard and the journey was ahead or they're just mundanely going through the journey, they'd look up to the mountains and be reminded of what's to come, of this hope. And also, whenever you see mountains, at least for me, I think it's hard not to just go, wow, God is such a wonderful creator. I I don't know, a lot of people were like, do you prefer beaches or mountains? And I love mountains a lot more. I think they are just so beautiful. And earlier this month, I was able to go to Utah for vacation. And there's a couple of pictures 
of just some of these mountains that I was able to see. Um, And just experiencing God's nature and just seeing how big this world is reminded myself of how big our creator is. You know, creation is not bigger than the creator. The creator is bigger than creation. And just as beautiful as these mountains are, peep a little hiking, Betsy, um, just how beautiful this, this mountain is, the waterfalls, the trees, God is even more beautiful. Creation is not better or more beautiful than the creator. The creator is the one who created it. So it's just this beautiful, uh, just majestic reminder of who our God is. So at the start of this psalm, they are just reminding themselves, they're declaring that God is their help, their creator, this powerful God. On this journey, they're declaring that. That's like the biggest part of this psalm is, my help comes from the Lord. And that help, that help means like this necessary aid. A lot of times if we ever yell help, you know, if you yell help in a big room, everyone's going to turn and look at you because that means you need immediate help. There's something wrong. You, there, you're in danger. You need help in that moment. You need aid. And so it's describing that our God is that help. Our God is this necessary need that we have to aid us, to guard us, to help us along in our way. And I love that this psalm starts off with just declaring that our help comes from the Lord. So it declares that, and then the rest of this psalm is explaining why God is their help. It's painting more pictures of why God is that help and why we can trust him to be our help, why we can trust him to guard us, to protect us, to be our keeper. And so we see the first explanation of God being our help comes from verse 3. It's in the, like the very first half. It says, he will not let your foot slip. So they're describing that God will make you stable. God will help you stand firm. Your footing will not slip on this journey, on this road ahead. Our God is our help, and he will keep us stable and grounded. This is a path, is not just a lone path for one person to travel, but he is keeping you on track, stable, forward, moving. And I was thinking of just not slipping on this journey. I don't know, have any of you ever hiked before? Do we have any people that like to hike? Okay, so again, when I was in Utah, I like to hike around here, not like big, crazy hikes, But the ones out west are like the big game hikes. Like those get a little dangerous. So this one that I was hiking on, it was blazing hot, like direct sun heat. It's these kind of really high, high like mountains that you're basically climbing. And at this one part, there's this really steep rock that you have to climb. And there's these little footholds that you can hold on to. And like looking at it, you're like, I don't know, man, I don't know. I don't know, Chief, this seems a little intimidating for little Betsy. Um, But thankfully, on this hike, there was like this nice rope that's like, ah, thank goodness. They know I need a little bit of help on these hikes. So on this hike, there was this rope to help you get up this steep incline. And as I was 
reading this psalm, and especially that line that says, he will not let your foot slip, I was just reminded of how much we need something to cling on to when we're moving forward. Just as I was clinging to that rope to climb up and back down, I needed something that I could hold on to. And that reminded me of how God is someone, is the person, is the God that we should be running to, clinging to, holding on to, to help us keep us stable, to help us keep our feet grounded. We need to be holding on to him in these moments to not let our foot slip. And even as I was even thinking deeper about this, I, whenever you're about to fall, like, you know, like that feeling of falling, like you're about to brace yourself and you kind of go for the nearest thing that could help like brace your fall or break the fall. I was thinking like in those moments in life when we feel like we're falling and I'm talking like we feel like life is just hitting us. Like we almost feel like we're drowning, like we're overwhelmed, like situations in our households with our friends are just calling us, causing us to just fall down to just be weighed down by this. And I was reminded, just as God is that rope to keep us stable to go up, we need him to, like, brace our fall. When we're falling, we need to grab onto him. It's like this knee-jerk reaction that helps us to break our fall. He needs to be someone that we just immediately go to. And this doesn't just happen overnight. This is a habit that we have to start forming now is when we face trials and hardships, he has to be the first person that we go to. Seeking him out through prayer or just spending time in his word. When life just seems so chaotic and scary, he needs to be the immediate place where we go to brace our fall, to help us keep us stable. So that's the first one, that God keeps us stable, and that's why he can be our help. The second one is that he is always on. And we see that at the end of verse 3 into 4. It says, he watches over you. you he, he who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he watches over Israel, will neither slumber nor sleep. This is essentially saying that God is open 24-7. It's no surprise that in our society, the most important emergency needs, like the fire department, the police, the hospitals, they're open 24-7 for when those emergencies are needed, for when actual something is happening wrong and we need help in this world. God is also, just like those fire departments, the police departments, the hospitals, he is always open. He will not slumber on you. He's not just tuning out for the weekend. He is always ready and willing to listen to us, to offer us help and protection. He's not just going to leave us or forsake us. He will be open to hearing from you. There's no later time or there's no, you're not too early or too late to connect with God. God is always ready to hear from you. And he's ready and he's wanting to hear from you. He's not just like begrudgingly open, like, all right, I guess I'm not going to sleep. He's like, no, I'm ready. I'm expecting my sheep, my people, my children that I love to come to me with their needs. He is always on. 
So he truly is our help. And then the last thing is we see he is our keeper. And this word keep is a big word in this psalm. Keep or keeper or watches or guard. That's repeated a lot in this psalm. And let me read the ending of this psalm because you'll see that word watch or keep just repeated over and over again. Picking up in verse 5, it says, The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. So this word keep or watch or guard can also mean preserve. It's taking, care, it's taking great care to maintain and to protect. And as I was thinking about this word, especially when they described it as preserve, I thought of the movie National Treasure for some reason. Have any, do you guys have to still like watch that in history class? No? I always had to watch it in history class. But just like, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> so in that movie, we see Nicolas Cage trying to like protect these documents, kind of not in the best way. He's like running around with the Declaration of Independence. So I think the museum would not be very happy to see this. But even if you have gone on like a field trip to a museum, you rarely, if ever, can touch these original documents. They take great care to protect and to preserve it to protect and preserve this thing. And that's the same way that God does with us. He takes great care to protect and to guard and to keep us. And the phrase, the Lord will keep you from all harm, that word harm can also be translated to evil. The Lord will keep you from all evil. And I want us to think of this like, think of that phrase like this, that evil will not overtake you that the Lord is keeping you in his hand. We see so many times in scripture where what's in God's hand will not be removed from it. And we are described being in God's hand. He is keeping you close, protecting you from all evil. And because God is our keeper does not mean that we won't face trials or pain. In fact, those are some of the best ways that God can help and teach us. And in my life, some of the best ways that I was able to grow closer to him and really sense that God was my help and my keeper were in moments of trials or hardship. God is, God is still protecting even when he is disciplining us, even after we've done something wrong and maybe the ramifications are there. Just as God, just as parents discipline their children, God also disciplines us. And anytime our parents disciplined us, most of the time it was because they wanted to protect us. They wanted to save us from future harm. You know, they don't want you, they are not yelling at you um, when you're touching the stove just because they're trying to be mean. They're yelling at you because they don't want you to get hurt. They want you to protect you. And God is also like that. He is still our keeper, our protector, even in the midst of trials or hardships or discipline. He is our keeper. And the last verse, 
I love how it says this, the Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. Man, what a great end to this psalm, basically saying there is no stop to this. God is your keeper. God is your help. He will not stop doing this. A lot of times in our lives, I think we get used to people leaving us or people hurting us or just difficulties with different people or we're afraid of being abandoned by other people. But man, this verse is championing and declaring that God will be with you, that God is your keeper both now and forevermore. He will not leave you. He will not stop loving you. He is your help, your keeper. And I love just overall this verse is such a great picture of how we should respond to our Lord, our God. Israel would sing this psalm in the midst of their dangerous travels. And this can be a psalm that we run to in the midst of times of hardships to shift our focus back to the eternal, shift our eyes to him, not just what's happening in the present, but shifting our eyes to the Lord, our God, for help, for protection, for guidance, for comfort, and I, as we close this morning, I want the big, if you lost your, if I lost your attention at any moment in this message, I want you to remember this. I want you to tune your ears into this. My help comes from the Lord. Man, I want that to be something that we are able to declare this morning, that my help comes from the Lord that I am seeking his help, his protection, his guidance. And so this morning, I want to ask you guys, what, where are you seeking help from? If you're not seeking help from the Lord, where are you seeking help from? Sometimes I think we, we try to fill in the gap of things that we need. We try to make do with the things. We try to race to other things that don't ultimately end up filling us, that don't really help us in any way. Sometimes that looks like just trying to do it all ourselves. Sometimes it looks like feeling popular by the other people in your grade or your friends, or maybe even in here. Trying to seek popularity through either your TikTok account or your Instagram account, finding your worth in that, finding your worth if you get a nice pat on the back from your parents. Those are good things, but those shouldn't be the first things that we're running to for help. When we're falling and we need to desperately grab onto something, man, my hope and my prayer for all of us is that our immediate run to is to our Lord God, is to Jesus when we're facing hardships or trials or things that are when life just feels just so weighty and overwhelming, man, I hope that we're running to God, that he's our first one that we're going to, that even in the midst of hardships, we find ways to just pray to God and to be honest with God of what we're going through, clinging to the truth of who he is, a lot of times when we go through hardships, lots of lies get in our head. Our mind starts to tell us lies. So right now, 
We need to start filling, we have to start fighting against those lies, I think, that we create in our minds with truth of who God is. And one of the best ways to do that is to memorize scripture, to have verses that you can run to when you're feeling anxious or depressed or sad or just lonely. Having truth in your head, writing it down, making sure that you know it for when you're falling, it, comes, it just becomes a knee-jerk reaction to go to. And man, I pray that we're shifting our eyes to him in those moments, that we're not just overwhelmed with life or trying to fix it ourselves, but focusing and looking to him, to our help, our hope. God is our help. And again, let me, let me read this psalm one more time before we close. I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. Will you pray with me? Father God, we cry out to you for help. Lord, we cannot do this life alone. And you've designed us to not do this life alone, to be with other people. And Lord, I pray that we seek your help, that this becomes the declaration of our hearts. My help comes from the Lord. That you give us peace and wisdom and strength to run to you, to champion you, Lord, to shift our focus to you and to the hope that you have of being our only help, being the only one who can save us. Lord, we love you. We praise you. Pray that you speak to us and through us this week. Show us who you are and let us grow more and more in love with you this week. We love you. In Christ's name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Green Student Ministries Middle School Podcast of the Chapel in Green. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to contact us at gsmthechapel.life or follow us on Instagram at Green Student Ministries. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.